theatre show at this year's Hamilton Arts Festival was inspired by an incident and debate at Waitangi in 2021. Then Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern was the only female political leader allowed a speaking slot. Judith Collins, a national MP at the time, was critical of women not being able to speak on the marae, sparking a debate. But it was Marama Davidson's response that inspired this theatre show, Kopu. The Green Party co-leader said Collins did not have the cultural expertise to be able to acknowledge Wahine Māori need to lead the discussion about what our roles are and where we put our voices. Tuakoi Ohia, Amber Kreen and Tainui Tukiwaho joined forces along with five other Wahine Māori artists to devise a variety show. Earlier I spoke to Tuakoi Ohia about the inspiration for the show. Well prior to the incident um, we wanted to make a Wahine show. We just didn't know what, how, whatever. Um, but what sparked our stomachs, I'll say, is um, was a comment made by Judith Collins um, and her comments about wahine not speaking on the marae was quite a big um, stir. And this was part of Waitangi Day a few years ago, I believe. But what we wanted to sort of support was Marama Davison's response was that for somebody who doesn't have knowledge on our tikanga and our kawa and that actually... It's not the case for women to not be in a powerful um, position when they can't speak on the marae um, because we karanga, we sing, and those play really big roles in the porphyry, um protocols. So we thought, ugh, let's just start with that. <laughs> we'll start with that. Um, and then we just came up with all, this, all these other crazy things. So, so yeah, the Judith Collins thing was a bit of a – but it was really um, Marama Davison who gave us a lot of inspiration to celebrate our wahine tanga. Yeah. This show is a celebration of wahine Māori and actually most people would probably think that wahine and woman yes. are the same thing or, yeah. or, or the direct translation. Yes. But actually, as I've learned, they're not actually yeah. the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, so when we were workshopping and, and having a wānanga, um, we sort of started to speak upon like feminism and what that looks like to society and how important it is. Um, and then we were kind of playing on words and talking about wahine and woman. Um, we discovered that um, woman is um, the word itself was an alteration of wife. So woman basically means wife um, or a married female. Um, however, wahine, um, when we break down those words, um, wa means space and time. Um, Wahi means the place, so a physical place, and hine um, is a name that we use to describe our goddesses. So um, we believe that it um, defines as time, place, and space that the goddess occupies. So to be a wahine or to have wahine tanga is a responsibility that you hold in the world. So it's sort of like your femininity rather than... You know what I mean? <laughs> it's actually a broader It's a broader definition yeah, it's and a it's sort broader of feminine and yeah. femininity in the sense that there is a spectrum. There's a spectrum. And so there's a big spectrum. Both men, men and, and women, women. Yeah. can have those traits. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're like, oh felt quite quite good about ourselves. <laughs> your tagline for the show is leave your white feminism at the door. Yeah. Can you tell me more about that? Did you, is that something yeah. you came up? with as a group? We had like a good, honestly, about a six-hour discussion about what that is and what that means. And um, we were speaking about, yeah, feminism and, um, again, how important it is, but it derived from wanting to, I guess, become a point of difference from a culture that is 
quite highly misogynistic, I guess, in a way. Like, it's a sort of a part of the culture um, and that these women um, had to break away and, and find their voice. And, um, for example, going back to Judith Collins' statement, how women have no power on the marae. We believe that that sort of came from a white feminist lens, thinking that if you're unable to speak, then you have no power. But that isn't the case for us because mana and power comes in many different facets. So we believe that that separates what we think wahine rights are. So you're talking about uh, women or wahine uh, being one thing and then adding that cultural layer to it. Yeah, yeah. And considering intersectionality, right? Yeah, totally. Considering that as a whole rather than taking one part or one layer of it and then applying it to... Every situation. Yes, yeah. So that was, we were just sort of mulling on that. And um, our show isn't, um, we wouldn't call it a feminist show. We'd call it a wahine show, you know? Like, it's it's a, it, it's not anti-anything. It's We just want to celebrate just being wahine, you know? <laughs> yeah. And taking up the space. And taking up the space, yeah. You've described the show to me as a variety show. Yeah. Can you tell me some of the themes of the show yeah. and sort of what audiences would expect or can yeah. expect? Yeah, well, well the, the main theme of the show is that it's it's a comedy, so it's a comedic show. And we wanted to sort of play play on ways because the, 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 the group of wahine in this, in this show are extremely, insanely talented. And we wanted to find ways to show all the talents that we have. Um, so we thought about breaking it up into different sort of art forms, um, ways of doing theatre. So there's kapahaka, there's musical, there's like your general, there's abstract, there's dance, there's a whole bunch of different things. Um, Or speaking about different stories, but all relating to a common thread of having a good laugh and celebrating ourselves and showing off, because why not? (laughs) Um, So yeah, there's a whole bunch of things, but it's really music heavy. So music was a big tool that we wanted to use. Yeah. And when you say music heavy, do you mean there there's a soundtrack of sorts, or are you singing? There's are you a few playing? soundtracks. We are playing instruments, um, played instruments we'd never played before, like the double bass. We just thought it'd be a good idea, so we brought it in and guessed our way. And all the women, at the wahine, are just extremely amazing at singing. Like the singing is like out the gate. <laughs> Can you tell me about some of the themes of the show? What are sort of the main ones, the loudest ones? The loudest ones. So we have a, a segment in the show celebrating our aunties, which is our musical section um, about a young girl who's about to give birth, played by Brady Petty, who is our beautiful um, um, trans woman in our show. So we thought it would be funny to have a trans woman that's pregnant. Um, and all the aunties come rushing in and saving her and, and um, just how, how important all these aunties play um, in your life and that, the aunties may not be related to you or they could, you know, you have your, your party auntie and you have your fishing auntie and you have your hippie auntie and you have this and you have that. And, you know, it's just so that's that's a favourite for, for quite a lot of people because they can really relate to that. Um, there's a little um, kind of mime about peeling potatoes at the marae and you end up being in a potato peeling competition and then it starts getting really competitive and a little bit violent and just like a whole bunch of really random Random things happen. Is that yep. job of the potato peeler, is that usually delegated to a specific Depends. Person? Depends on which marae you're on. <laughs> depends who's in charge because sometimes there's like eight people in charge you don't know who to listen to. Um, but, yeah. Is it a young person's job? <laughs> it's a anyone's person's okay. job. Yeah, anybody. Like, I love peeling potatoes um, because you get to kind of sit down and have a yarn and, you know. Yeah. Um, it's the, definitely the easiest job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're the writer of this show, but when you were sort of devising the skits with the the group of you, did you feel like that was almost 
therapeutic in a way because you would have been, I imagine you would have been talking about all these shared experiences, things that you have in common, you know, funny stories that you've all got a version of. Yes, absolutely. Um, I I definitely prefer to work um, collaboratively um, in a creative space. So um, my job, I guess, as the writer was really to condense um, and and come up with scenes and dialogue for all the themes that we spoke about. And we, we workshopped this play for about two years. Um, so it was just really just to put words on paper and to make sure that um, it's clear. That was really my job. I, I wasn't the one that came up with everything. Um, it was an absolute shared um, a shared experience. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I just love working like that. Do you feel like, let's just say, take the theatre space, for example, mm-hmm. do you feel like there's a lack of content by wahine Māori for wahine Māori? Mm, well, I think there's definitely a lot more now um, because when we first put the show up, Witi's Wahine was also happening, so there was a common theme, you know. Um, I think I think there's definitely a lot more room for it um, given that um, Te Pau has opened up their whare and anyone who wants to make their mahi can come um but yeah I guess yes and no I guess because we I feel that we make the space for ourselves if that makes sense but I suppose it's also a timing thing right like maybe as generations go on maybe there'll be more talking more more conversation absolutely absolutely and more reflection perhaps yes yeah you've been developing this for two years now and there's six of you in in the group What's something that you've learned about yourself in this process or what's something that you all have felt like you've learned that you didn't realise before? I feel something that I've learned um, prior to me starting this mahi in particular, I found it really, not hard, but I found it challenging to express my opinions um, and to speak so confidently um, about the things that I believe in. We all came in pretty shy um, and not all of us knew each other very well. So we came in like, oh, kia ora, kia ora, kia ora. Um, But so much has happened in the two years. You know, there's been breakups and makeups and and one has had a baby and, you know, like it's just, there's just a lot happened. So we've definitely grown as people from the time that we started this mahi to now. Um, and the sisterhood has become incredibly strong. Um, but just my, for me, it's just my confidence in my art um, and not being afraid to share what I believe in um, in a place where I'm backed and supported. It's just a very special kaupapa to be a part of. What do you think was stopping you from feeling that way beforehand? Oh, being young and dumb. <laughs> Just being young and dumb and shy and, you know, um, not, nothing really. Just myself. Just yeah. myself. Um, and sometimes that just comes with time. Um, so looking back, you know, I look back at myself and be like, oh, that's, that's all good. It's all good. You're a bit older and wiser <laughs> now, two years older and wiser, but grumpier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was Turkoi Ohia, writer and actor in Kopu, which will be at the Hamilton Arts Festival next weekend. And we've got all those details on our webpage.